All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Faye. Let's go, baby. Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the backup car. Thank you. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. We're going to bring it down. But better late than never. This is so fucking sexy. sexy. Bring in the intro music down. We got a lot to get to on this week's episode of Better Late Than Never. Welcome to episode... I really got to start writing this down. I used to do it, but then I took the podcast number out of the titles, you see. Episode 45 of Better Late Than Never. I just learned. I just taught myself. 45 episodes. Can you believe I've almost been doing this a year? I mean, there's been some bonus episodes in there. There's a couple two-episode weeks, almost a year in, and this podcast is growing amazingly. And again, I want to thank you, the listener, for making it happen. I also want to thank the audio department. Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. Get yourself in there. Book a little studio time. Why? Well, the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story.
that is a crowd cheering for the audio department. I forgot to turn the knob back up after the intro. So we're starting off great today. We're starting off great today. Again, the audio department.ca. You want to record a podcast? Get down there. You want to record a uh, folk album? How about a polka album? Maybe you're inspired by the success of Weird Al Yankovic and you want to record parodies. You can do it all at the audio department, the audio department.ca. Welcome, everybody. I hope everybody had a wonderful week since we last chatted. There's plenty to talk about. The boys are back in town. Training camp kicks off tomorrow. We got some pre-camp quotes that we're going to get to. Whole lot to get to in the news. There's just shit going on. But first, I want to talk about something that is pretty hilarious. And yesterday, the Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs, announced that they would have just milk as their sponsor for the year. Milk! The Ontario Dairy Association or something. So anyway, on their jersey, it just says milk. So, unsurprisingly, Oilers Nation fans, Oilers Nation citizens, got to work and started making all kinds of Photoshops that just, it says Bag Milk is the sponsor of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And not only did they put my logo on Toronto Maple Leafs jerseys, which made me feel incredibly dirty and also made me laugh at the same time. The amount of people that were tweeting out better late than never, L-A-I-T, the way I spell this podcast and have almost for a year now, the amount of people yesterday out of Toronto tweeting better late than never, it just made me laugh. So thank you, Toronto, for the free podcast promotion. And thank you for giving us Oilers Nation citizens some inspiration to make memes. I also want to give a shout out to friend of everyone, Alice Moran. She made me laugh yesterday with her tweet. Just calling them the milk duds. The milk duds. I had a good chuckle. Why? Because they can't win anything. We know this. We know this. I just thought it was fun, you know? So congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs for honoring me. I feel like it is the best thing that you could ever do with your money or time. I will be sending you an invoice. It will be large. I expect payment in full. The terms are, well, they're stiff. And the interest penalties, if you miss payment, well, those are even more stiff. Even stiffer, if you will. Before we get to the news, one last thing I want to get to. It's review time. BM for all. This is a five-star review. It says, this dude is the ultimate mix between fanboy, specialized hockey observer, and comic comic relief. Hang on, I'm going to start that over again. One day I will learn to read. One day, it won't be today, but I figure by the time I'm 40, I'll be able to read. So that's two and a half years. I've got time. BM for all. This dude is the ultimate mix between fanboy, specialized hockey observer, and comic relief. I would love to hear 30 seconds of audio clips of Frank and what he thinks watching Bag Milk do these pods from the toilet. That comes in from The Rookie. Thank you to the rookie. I appreciate that very much. If you want to leave a review, I will read it verbatim. It's kind of like a Ron Burgundy situation. As long as you give me five stars, you can just, you know, plug your own business. Plug yourself. Plug your Twitter handle. Throw that in the reviews. I'll read that shit. Why not? So there you go. I just wanted to start off the podcast with a little bit of fun. And that includes reviews. Please keep those reviews coming in. It means a lot to me. It helps me bump my rankings in Apple Podcasts. And what that means, selfishly, 
more people are going to find this. More people are going to join in on the voicemails. More people are going to join in on podcast confessions. Any other segments that I come up with that is all driven by fan interaction, listener interaction. I need more of it. I need more of it. So please keep help. Please keep helping me spread the word. Good? Man, I'm really struggling with talking today. Good thing I only talk for about an hour by myself in this podcast. That shouldn't be an issue. The news is brought to you by the audio department. Theaudiodepartment.ca. Check them out. Go record a podcast. Go record an album. Go record whatever spoken word poetry comes flowing out of your heart. Maybe a book of haikus and you recite all thousand of them at the audio department. Book your time in at theaudiodepartment.ca. The big news this week was PTO season. And as my friend Tyler Uremchuk likes to say, PTO everybody. Well, what we learned this week is maybe not necessarily everybody. Maybe not necessarily everybody. The first one that came through, Jason Demers, that made a lot of sense to me. Now, I don't necessarily think that Jason Demers is going to stick in the lineup. I don't necessarily think he's going to earn a contract especially on the right side. If it's looking like Barry, CeCe, Bouchard, any order, whatever you want. Is there room for a Jason Demers? Maybe as a seventh, but I don't know. We do have Ryan Murray now. Either way, competition is going to be there. It's going to be interesting. We're going to see what the veteran does. He's been around a minute. He's played all over. We wanted him six years ago. Now's the time. The other news that came through this week is what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks where it just seemed like the rumors didn't make sense. And then we got a couple of uh, local scribes that I don't think is going to happen, to be honest. Well, this week, Ken Holland and the Oilers announced that Jake Vertanen is coming to town on a PTO. And I got to say, I don't really get it. <laughs> All right, maybe that's harsh. But what I'm going to get to, and we'll get to some quotes here. Again, I just don't really understand where Jake Vertanen fits. Could he bully his way into a bottom six role on the right side? I suppose so. But today at camp, opening in, uh, heading into training camp, they also said Warren Fogle is going to try and play on the right wing because he's done a little bit in Carolina. That makes me think of a different hurricane trying to switch wings. I'm going back to Eric Cole where he's always playing on the right side on his off wing. And they're like, ah, you can play on the left side. It's no problem. It's going to be the same for Warren Fogle. You switch him over to the right. Can he do it? I have no idea. But if that's the case... That is another person standing in the way of Jake Vertanen cracking the roster. Oilers fans, uh, not all of them, many of them upset. Others felt that he deserves a chance to try and recoup or uh, kickstart his career. I just, I don't think that the noise is worth the hassle. Put it another way. Here, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you... As you're listening to this, give me your first reaction. Yell it out in the car, wherever you're listening. Do you think that the Oilers should bring Nail Yakupov back? I know if you're Wanya, you're yelling yes. You're screaming yes. Wherever you are, you're yelling about it. Yes! Most people would say no. Well, Nail Yakupov actually outperformed Jake Vertanen in the KHL last year. He outscored him. Uh, they both had nine goals. Nine goals and 17 assists for Nail Yakupov. Jake Vertanen, on the other hand, he had nine, or sorry, he had nine goals and seven assists for 16 points. So Yak played a few more games, admittedly, but finished with 10 more points than Jake Vertanen. So my question for you, would you bring Nail Yakupov back? Different players, I get it. 
but we're talking about people that can produce. We'll see. Today, Ken Holland, as I mentioned earlier, there was some pre-camp quotes that came out when asked about Vertanen. This is what uh, Ken Holland had to say. The most important thing is he went through the legal system. He went to a court of law and a jury found him not guilty. The biggest thing for me is to have faith in the legal system. And if we lose faith in the legal system, I don't think that's a good thing. I'm trusting the legal system to offer a pro tryout. And now over two weeks, we will evaluate him. And if he's not good enough from a hockey standpoint, we will release him. The thing that confuses me about this is I'm not, I'm not saying don't give a guy a second chance. I just, why are you bringing in the noise? on what I consider to be an incredibly important season for the Edmonton Oilers. They just went to the Western Conference Finals. I just don't understand the noise. This is, We're not talking about a player who's going to come in and pop 40 goals here and somebody who's really going to have a chance to make an impact. We're having a chance to bring in a guy who really hasn't produced at all at the NHL level. And there's going to be a bunch of questions surrounding his history that I don't think is fair to put on the players that are here. So that's just my opinion. Yours may differ. I'm not saying blast the guy out to space or anything. I understand like some of the reactions on both sides have been interesting to watch. I struggle with the hyperbole that comes out of these situations. I just personally don't believe that is worth it. I just don't. Your opinion can vary, and that's why we're different. Moving on, Holland also spoke about a couple of other players, so there were some quotes that he talked about that I just kind of wanted to touch on. So we're going to move on. Next one up, Philip Broberg. Obviously, a lot of us kind of have him penciled in de facto third-pairing left, uh, left-hand left defenseman, right? I think that's fair. Third-pairing LHD. A little bit of competition from Ryan Murray underneath him. A little bit of pushing. But ultimately, I think most of us would probably agree that's Broberg's spot to lose. When talking about Broberg today, Ken Holland says, as a young player, you come in the league and you either produce offense or you can defend. I don't see him getting on the power play, so how he defends will determine how much he plays. We have to win now, so young guys have to contribute today. And I think that's fair. Listen, I've transcribed a ton of Ken Holland press conferences over his time as Oilers GM, and he doesn't really say a whole lot, but when he does say stuff, I kind of take notice. And this is one of those ones where I actually thought that he said something interesting. We have to win, we want to win now. So young guys have to contribute today. This isn't a development league, and the Oilers can't treat it as such. And I think with Broberg, he's going to get some leash because where he was drafted, time in the organization, progress in Bakersfield. Let's let's not forget, he was the number one D-man in Bakersfield for big chunks of the year last year. So he's earned the chance. What he does with it, that is up to him. That is up to him. Sticking with the young players, let's talk about Dylan Holloway. I still bet he cracks his camp at a roster. I'm calling him the preseason champ. I also, by the way, just on the preseason champ, I bought and picked up a V answer title belt and it came in the other day and I am super, super excited about it. Cannot wait. Now, just because it's a WWE children's title belt, because I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on it, doesn't mean that the crew at Nation HQ won't be able to make some magic with this. I'm imagining we're going to do a little crafting. I'm imagining that we're going to do a little bit of content. I imagine that we're going to be naming the answer 
on a regular basis at Nation HQ. Now we've got the belt to award it to our hero. Now, back to Dylan Holloway. That's where I started with this. I'm calling him preseason champ already based on the work that he did in the Young Stars tournament this past weekend. Listen, I know that the Young Stars tournament isn't going to be the best indicator of where our prospects are at. I get that. You're playing against kids from other organizations of varying skill levels and, uh, you know, various stages of their development. I get that. But Dylan Holloway was clearly, from what I saw, one of the best in the pack. The cream rising to the top, if you will, and I say he makes the team. But when asked about Dylan Holloway specifically, Ken Holland says, I'm not putting players on this team because they're going to be good three years from now. We're not a young team. We've got more veteran players and our nucleus is in their prime. I believe we're growing. I believe we're getting better. Internal competition is important. So... Didn't really say a whole lot, did Ken Holland, regarding Dylan Holloway, but I think Dylan Holloway is going to do all the talking for himself. I think his play on the ice is going to push somebody out. What do you think about that? Who's coming at me? You coming at me? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. That's right. I'm loaded up. I'm loaded up. Uh, another thing from Ken Holland that I wanted to talk about, obviously... Yes, a Pooley RV. There's so many rumors about him still moving out before the season starts, before Christmas... Drives me crazy. But when Ken Holland was asked about it today, he says, I think he got frustrated. His role changed. His minutes were reduced later in the year and in the playoffs. He will want a bigger piece of the pie this year, and that is good. Ultimately, to push the team, we need internal competition. I've said this about Pugliarvi's year a bunch of times at this stage. He started off like a house on fire last year. He was everything we wanted him to be through, I'd say, what, the first week of December? He was putting pucks in the net. He was hard on the puck. He looked good defensively. All of a sudden, we're thinking, hell yeah, Jesse, this is the time. Then shit happened, man. He got hurt. He got COVID. Just didn't look the same. The team started rolling. I understand the the reduced role at that standpoint based on where the Oilers were at. He wasn't playing up to his or the Oilers' standards, and... He got knocked down. I think this is going to give us hungry, Yessa. I think that Yessa is going to roll into Edmonton this year. I think he's going to be in good shape. We've seen him tarps off, and our dude is shredded. The All-Abs team is in great shape because of the shape Yessa Pugliarvi's in. I think he's coming into town in great shape. Best shape of my life, Bag Milk. I swear to God, every year I'm in the best shape of my life. I think he's going to be hungry. And even if he still has a trade request on the table, allegedly in my opinion... Maybe this is what kickstarts him to play his ass off and show he belongs on this team as a contributor. Look at what happened in Boston. Jake DeBrusque, he had a trade request on the table and he rescinded it because circumstances changed. The vibe changed. I think that can happen here and I think it will happen provided the Oilers don't do something insane like trade him for a second round pick or a third round pick or something that's not going to help us for years. Being cap compliant is still an issue the Oilers face ahead of October, and I have no idea how they're going to settle this. None. But the hope, obviously, at least for me, is that we don't get to a point where trading Yessa for a pick is where we're at. I'm tired of selling low. If you're into stocks, you're into the market, the market is shit right now. It is dropping like a rock. I'm not selling my stocks low. I've got some of those babies I plan to hold on to because I think they're going to perform for me. And I'm betting 
with keeping my money in those positions that that's going to happen. And I think the Oilers have to do that with Yessa unless they want to cut bait for a massive loss. Looking at this as my stock analogy, I don't, that's not how I want to do it. Sell high, baby. Sell high. If the plan is to split with Yessa, I understand. But don't sell when his value's at ground zero. That doesn't make any sense. You're selling your stocks at a loss, baby. Nobody wants that. Rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. Got it? Uh, another quote that I wanted to touch on, uh, I thought this one was hilarious. It came from Evander Kane. Gregor asked him about, uh, I think it was Gregor, might have been Spectre, asked him about coming back to Edmonton given the season he had and nobody expected him to be here. Kane was just like, the cap is a shitty thing for NHL players, especially good ones. And I just thought that was a really funny comment. <laughs> Even Kane didn't think he was going to be back at Edmonton. Then he goes and checks his, pokes his nose around. He's just like, I want $7 million. And everybody's like, no. And he's like, oh, well, Edmonton wasn't so bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I know I say Leon Dreisaitl is my pick. If you have a microphone in his face, we're talking about Edmonton Oilers now. If you're talking about an Edmonton Oiler with a microphone in his face and the one who's going to say something interesting, Leon Dreisaitl is my pick. But if I'm picking a second to put in there under that umbrella of people who say interesting shit to the media, Evander Kane, he's got to be number two. He might even be number one by the end of the year. Who knows what that dude's going to say when he's asked a question. I find it entertaining. As long as he doesn't say anything to shit on Edmonton, the Oilers, or the players, I'm down, man. Say whatever you want. I think it's fun. Uh, another quote that came up today pre-skate was from Darnell Nurse uh, regarding the the bump in his contract. Obviously, he's taking a lot of heat. Nobody thinks, well, most people don't think he's worth a 9.25. Needless to say, being at that value, the pressure is insane on Darnell Nurse. The reality is he's our best defenseman, but that doesn't mean the pressure isn't insane. When asked about it, Nurse said, if I was listening to people doubt me, I would have quit a long time ago. I've worked to get into the position I'm in now, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And I don't really have much to add there. The Oilers will not be successful unless Darnell Nurse is successful. And we can talk about the contract, and I'm sure we will over the next eight years. But right now, in this moment, we need him. We need him in the worst way. And I'm cheering for him. I will not be one of those people that take shots on Darnell Nurse because his agent secured him a monster contract. Here's the reality. If you got offered that contract, you are going to sign it, even if you feel it is an overpay. Does that mean that you're going to live up to it? No. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't think the contract's good, but I'm also willing to give Darnell Nurse the opportunity, the chance, the love, the support needed to do what he can with it. That's all I want to say about Darnell Nurse. Does that make sense? Everybody? We all on the same page? Thank you! Other couple of notes from the before the start of training camp. Mike Smith failed his physical, as expected. Everybody expected that, right? Mike Smith, we knew he was banged up. He's 2,000 years old. I would have liked to know why he failed this physical, though. 
When you like, we still didn't get any clarity on how badly banged up he was. And I would love to know. I just think it would go a long way to showing people that Mike Smith is just an ultimate warrior of a person. Well, there's fans like that shit. I don't necessarily understand why we don't want to share a lot of that stuff. I'm just, I was just thinking out loud. Right-handed defenseman Cody Cece has a hamstring issue and will miss at least the first three days of on-ice sessions. Happened last week, said Holland, and they are being extremely cautious with Cody Cece. Could not support that any more than I do. He's going to be a guy like Darnell Nurse that the Oilers desperately need. Of course, we're not talking about the same level of contract or the um, what it's going to take to pay him. He makes, you know, 30% of what Darnell Nurse does, more or less. We need him. So slow playing Cody CZ if he missed the first three days of camp. He's not going to miss any training or any preseason games or anything like that. Hell, you know what? Give him four days, five days, whatever it takes. Let Cody CC slow roll back in. Uh, left-handed prospect Carter Savoy is out for the time being. He is awaiting some results after an injury that he suffered at the Penticton Young Stars Tournament. Based on what I was reading and seeing on social, Carter Savoy is a legit prospect. Again, slow plan. He's banged up. I get it. Slow him down. This is a big year for Carter Savoy as he turns pro, going back to the Bakersfield Condors. Finally, Slater Cuckoo has requested a continuation of the leave of absence he underwent for much of last season. Holland read a letter from the player that cited mental health issues, but expressed hope that he can return to the team during the season. For that, I just want to applaud Slater Cuckoo. I want to give him all the props in the world for taking care of himself and handling his business at home. I hope he comes back. I hope he handles whatever he's going through and that he has the support he needs. And I wish Slater Cuckoo all of the best, all the support from all of us at Weathers Nation and everybody here in Edmonton. Slater Cuckoo, you can do it, buddy. Lastly, in the news... The Oilers announced this past week their first two inductees into the Oilers Hall of Fame slash Ring of Honor, whatever you want to call it. The first one, very, very obvious. Everybody expected it. Ryan Smith. Let's go, baby. Thank you. Smitty, I mean, that was obvious, right? Everybody had Smitty as one of the first. For me, I said, I think I said it on the radio. Smith was always going to be one. Who was the other? That was the question. The others announced Lee Fogelin will be that second. And again, a great pick. A great pick. He's a guy who has got his position in Oilers history. He meant a lot to the franchise. So I'm going to say congratulations and offer my digital round of applause for Ryan Smith, a legend, my favorite player for years, a guy the city loves. The heartbeat of the team, in fact, and Lee Fogelin for being the first two inductees into the Edmonton Oilers Hall of Flame slash Ring of Honor or whatever that call is. And there you go. You have the news for another year. Another year. I'm just not, I'm not firing on all cylinders today. I hope you enjoy this podcast, but I'm telling you, this is not a good one. If you go into a review next week, give me five stars and just say bag milk last week's show. It sucked, man. You were not on your game, but here's five stars anyway, because I support you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Caution! This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that. Back to our regular programming. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. The Reggie Sack meeting brought to you by the fine folks at Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. Of course, Trilogy is an established provider of oil field rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La and others as customers require. As we've walked through the last couple of weeks, Trilogy has got all the tools you need for whatever your job requires, including fishing tools, which I thought were a good thing, but I learned recently, not so much. Fishing tools probably means there was an issue. I'm learning. Next thing I want to learn what it is, and if you know what this is, please let me know. I will read your feedback. I'm learning about Trilogy as we do the Righteous Sack beatings. Coil tools, K-O-I-L. What do those do? Performance drilling tools, including dimples, motor heads, customized mills and bits. That sounds fun. Mills and bits. Isn't that what? Isn't that one of the snack foods? Ah, that's bits and bobs. It's bits and bites. <laughs> Uh, I had a righteous sack beating plant about the Oilers not listening to fans or just ignoring the fans in general, but I had to pivot. I'm going to be completely honest with you. This righteous sack beating, it, it just, it came as part of this podcast that I'm recording. You can't see me right now, obviously, but what you're not seeing is me shuffling back and forth in my chair. Maybe you can hear it with the way my voice is coming across, but I'm shuffling back and forth in my chair because my back, my lower back is so fucked right now. I don't know whether it's I slept weird or, but it's been like this for a while now. But like, I don't know if I've slept weird or I'm just getting old and shitty or I've got stress building up in my lower back or what the fuck. But I just like... So far as I've recorded this podcast, I've stopped it twice. 
and I've laid on the ground with a foam roller under my back trying to work out whatever's going there. And it's just like, it's delayed me releasing this already 30 minutes. And I guess my point of this righteous sack beating is just like, I know I have a lot of young folks listening to this podcast and a lot that are my age. If you are one of the young kids, I'm telling you, please enjoy that your body is not shit because once it starts to go, it just feels like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I'm not in bad shape. I'm in decent shape. I take my dog for, you know, we do five to 10 Ks a day of walking. I do a ton of walking. Should I do more weightlifting and all that shit? Probably, yeah. Should I tighten the core a little bit? Probably, yeah. But I talk about eating cheese and bread a lot. What do you want me to do? Ultimately, though, what comes down to it is right now, today, I'm not feeling at my best and I feel like my back is letting me down and I am just fucking shuffling. So far, I have switched my chair out that I sit at at my desk or table when I'm doing this podcast. I've switched out the chair. I've tried to add a pillow behind my back for some kind of lumbar support. Nothing is working because my body is angry at me for some reason. I don't know what I did and it's really making me fucking angry that I just... All I can think about is how bad my back hurts right now. If you have tips for me, please leave them in the voicemail or just hit me up on social because I am old and shitty right now. And the righteous sack beating that I had planned originally for this segment is not happening because I just need to be honest with you. This whole podcast is about being honest with you. And this isn't a podcast confession. This is just what I'm battling right now. And I love you guys so much that I keep fucking pausing this thing and laying down and trying to get it sorted. Oh, Ah! fucking backs fucking backs you want to see a man boy i'll show you a man kick me in the jimmy for our trilogy oil field rentals there's the worst righteous sack beating of all time i'm gonna give myself an honorary righteous sack beating for just how bad that one was you guys don't care about my back you don't care about my health ailments you just want me to entertain you and was that entertaining i don't think any of this podcast is entertaining Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts, but just tell me I suck. It's fine. I feel like I deserve it, to be honest. Mm. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. I knew you had a little bit of taste. Good work. For Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, welcome to the voicemail. You left messages. I plan to play them. Have I heard any of these? No, I haven't. Not one. Not one. But we've got a bunch to get to. You've got thoughts. You're probably answering some of the questions of the week from weeks past. Didn't answer any of this. I didn't ask a question this week because I was in meetings all day Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday, me and the Squire, we were in meetings planning the future of the nation. What are we going to do? We got some good shit coming, I promise you. But first, it's time to get to the voicemail. Here's number one. Listen here, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, it's been a hot minute since I dialed into the show, but hey, like at least I appear on the on the Nation Network more than Chalmers does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that is true. Shout out to Chalmers for never showing up to the Real Life Podcast, though I will say this past week, or I guess this week, on Monday, like I said, Jay and I were in planning meetings for the Nation for the upcoming season, and we didn't get a chance to record Real Life. The boys probably could have, but Tyler was still on his way home from Buffalo, or he was still in Buffalo, I suppose, because he went to the game on Monday night. I was in the meeting, Jay was in the meeting, so Waz could have done it probably with Wanye, but nobody expects Chalmers to show up. Then, at the time we were supposed to record the podcast, when we would normally do it on Monday, 
he's texting, he's blowing up our group text. He's mad that we weren't recording an episode that day. And it's just kind of like Chalmers. Now you're here. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I just was leaving a voicemail, you know, can't, don't know if you can tell I've been drinking. Um, I just wanted to quote Dave Grohl for your podcast and, um, I got a podcast confession to make. Ooh. That's an exact Dave Grohl quote. You Pretty can close. fucking take me to the bank on that. Mm-hmm. Don't really, I'm poor. Um, so, and you can beep this out of you. I don't know what your fucking thing is, but anyway. When Two Guys and a Goalie first started, I thought Dusty and Wanye was the same person. I was like, you know what? He talks a lot of shit on real life. He's hilarious, whatever. But he's actually, like, knowledgeable on Two Guys. And then after, like, a month or so, I was like, hang on a minute. It's fucking completely different dude. <laughs> Love the pod. I'm sitting here with my dogs drinking beers, so I'm probably going to leave you more of that voicemails tonight. So, I don't know. Play them on your show. Don't play them on your show. I don't care. I deserve to be censored. But anyway, fucking this is approaching one minute 30, so fucking catch you next time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Australian... Beer drinking friend. Bless you, sir. Uh, no, Wanye and Dusty are not close to the same person at all. Two guys and a goalie. Even just, I find it funny that you would think they were because Dusty and Wanye, even the voice doesn't sound at all close to me anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just because I've known them both for years now that I don't hear any similarity, but I mean, I, I very I very much enjoy that podcast confession. Here's Jake. Hey, Big Milk. Uh, this comes in a little bit later. Um, we heard the news that Jake Vertanen's probably not coming to Edmonton, but I didn't get this segment in in time. Uh, I've been working nights, but I still want to. Well, he is here. So, Jake, wherever you're going, chances are. Mm, well, you know what? Let's see where this goes. Get it out anyway. So, <clears throat> if I will. An excerpt on things that I would rather have than Jake Vertanen on the Oilers. Uh, number one on the list, my grandmother. Um, she can't walk, she can't skate, but neither can Jake Furtanen, So I-, I bet your grandma would do fine on the Oilers power play. Like, let's be honest. If she's got a good net front presence, can keep her stick on the ice, I believe in her. Rather have her. Um, anybody on the Calgary Flames, they're all bums and garbage at hockey, but I'd rather have them than Jake Vertanen. Uh, the deer that I saw get hit on my way down the QE2 down to Calgary <laughs> on my like past red deer. I'd rather have that deer than Jake Furtanen. Jake Furtanen on the ice is basically a dead deer on the side of the road. Thank you. <laughs> Those are Jake's thoughts. Those aren't my thoughts. Albeit, I agree with some of them. You know, it's a weird time to be alive. Okay. So, with the saddle dome, uh, falling apart because it's a sad piece of shit. <laughs> uh, do you think the Calgary Flames will uh, end up pulling uh, Arizona and playing in uh, the UFC or whatever it's called? Hmm. That's an interesting point. Like, I hadn't really considered that, if I'm being honest. Uh, should it be... I don't know what the Flames are going to do, to be honest, because now that I'm thinking about it, like, you can't have obviously a building that's collapsing on your fan base. I mean, that's just bad for business. I may not be the smartest person on earth, but I know that if you have your arena 
falling down on your patrons, generally people are not going to be appreciative of that. I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but would they play at a university? I don't think they would. But uh, again, what do I know? Right. I have no idea. I don't know how desperate they are, to be honest. Maybe they're so desperate that they look at that. Maybe they move because they're a trash organization. And uh, allegedly, in my opinion, they have very few NHL players. And uh, if I was Gary Bettman, I'd probably just fold the franchise. No building, no team. That's the way it should work, at least in my opinion. But nobody asked for my opinion, except for you. That's why you're leaving voicemails, I guess, right? Okay. What is the worst type of commercial uh, that you can see on television? Because for me, you know, for a while, it was those fucking Chevy ads where they're like, <laughs> we, we won this award for reliability, but then it fucking <laughs> breaks down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think it's the betting ads. I know last week someone said that they fucking hate betting ads. I'm with them on that. Uh, you know, betting ads are some of the worst, especially in the playoffs. Like, you know, a Chevy ad wouldn't be bad because then they could clown on it. But with the, you know, the, ad, with the ads with the betting, it was just <laughs> over and over. And I got so sick and tired of hearing it. I wanted to just turn the fucking TV off. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the funny part about that voicemail to me was uh, just just a lot of shrapnel going at Chevy's way. I don't know what Chevy did to this fine caller, but clearly not a fan. Yeah, I, I just want to say a little more about Chevy. <laughs> Chevy. Uh, number one, uh, <laughs> I don't believe you when you say they're not paid act. They're they're not actors, not paid because. <laughs> You'd have to be pretty stupid to get smuggled uh, in a car and, uh, you know, hogtied. <laughs> so fact- Allegedly, in this guy's opinion. Allegedly, in this guy's opinion. If you're listening to this and you work at Chevy, I got no qualms with you. You're not Sherwood Ford. I love those folks. But I got no qualms with you. Clearly, this guy does. You're in the middle of the desert. Like, <laughs> like you're some high personnel target for the cartel. And to be uh, told to, you know, say great things about Chevy. I know, I know, I'm probably, I know this is probably going to get cut, but hey, (laughs) fuck Chevy. So so fucking random. That's so random. That's so random. And I appreciate it. But to answer the question from your first voicemail, the worst commercial that I can remember recently was those Tim Hortons commercials that played all through the season last year where it was, I don't remember what the commercials were for. It was some kind of iced coffee or something where they just had to pretend like people were pretending it was the greatest thing on earth. And it was just the worst garbage commercial of all time. In fact, I vowed to never drink that coffee again because of how much I hated those commercials. And I don't think I have since. I don't think I have. I honestly think this is the worst. <laughs> I honestly think that was the worst voicemail I've ever got. I was going to finish my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I honestly think. If you say one more word about fucking Chevy, <laughs> I'm hanging up on you this time. <laughs> this may be the worst 
part of being a hockey fan. It's the anticipation for the <laughs> next season. I swear to God. I swear to Gord. I thought this was going to be the worst part about being an Oilers fan. It's something to do with a fucking Chevy. I swear I thought that's where it was going. I agree the anticipation and the waiting is the worst, but I'm going to tell you the worst before I even listen to the rest of your voicemail. The worst part about being an an Oilers fan or a hockey fan in general, eight preseason games. The first one will be on board. Second one will be on board, but by round three, we're over it. And at round three, we've still got a lot of work to do. So that is the worst part about being a hockey fan. I promise you, when you're watching games, the Oilers are on the ice. They're wearing the beautiful blue and orange jerseys. We're all excited, but you know none of those minutes, goals, assists, points, whatever. They don't mean a fucking lick. Don't get me wrong. Losing in the playoffs, you know, it stings. But when you're constantly waiting, it's got to be the worst thing. I mean... At least, you know, when the Oilers were a tire fire, you know, you didn't really care. I'm looking right now on the soundboard, by the way, and if I'm pretty sure these are all been Jake. Jake's been talking for one, two, three, four straight minutes. Because it was like, whatever, maybe Yakupov will <laughs> uh, score more, but that never happened. I swear to God, if he ends off this voicemail with a Chevy thing, I'm, I'm going to lose it. Uh, yeah gonna be the worst part um can't wait for uh ryan you know ryan fanta fanti to uh blossom you know i'm I'm psyched for skinner and that but i'm i'm really looking forward to how fanti does and everything obviously hasn't played uh he might have uh and uh all right cutting you off you're rambling you're listening to better late than never if you don't like this podcast, you must like Chevy. What the? No! 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 <laughs> no! Damn it! I fucking fell for it. That's what you get. Here, I'm exploding you now. That's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get for tricking me. <laughs> Damn it! When do you think Chef Lavoyardi will uh, be an oiler? And when do you think Fanta Fanti will <laughs> be an oiler? Like it's all fucking Jake. <laughs> uh, Fanti, I have no idea. Uh, Le- Chef Boyardi, who are you talking about? Is that Borgo? Is that your nickname for Borgo? I'll accept that. Uh, I would have some Chef Boyardee right now, actually. I would really like some mediocre ravioli, in fact. Uh, but as far as when Borgo makes it, I bet I wouldn't be surprised if he gets games at the back half of the season. I really would. The kid's got all kinds of skill. I think he can shoot, and injuries happen. I bet he makes the full-time leap next year. That'll be my guess. That'll be my bet. If you had the chance. All right. Jake, I love you. But this is not the Jake voicemail. We're moving on. Yo, what's going on, Bag Milk? Uh, bit of a podcast confession for hey, you. Um, I can remember my very first Oilers game like a T. In fact, I still have the uh, ticket stub uh, <clears throat> taped to my fridge, believe it or not. I remember showing up. My parents were living in different cities, and I came into my mom's new apartment in Edmonton, Millwoods. 
and uh, showed up. My grandma was there. She bought me the ticket, and she gave me a couple hundred bucks cash to buy a Tommy Sallow Todd McFarlane jersey. Sick. That's a good jersey. Like, the Oilers just released, I mean, Tommy Gazzola teased the third jersey, which is basically the Todd McFarlane. That's the one I had seen weeks ago. I teased it on Oilers Nation Radio, I think, that I had seen the jersey a few weeks back, and... I think they're cool. I like them. I don't know how many they're going to sell. I'm curious how they look on TV, but I like that they did something a little bit different. They brought back a logo that I think is a classic. It goes back to a different era. They didn't just go with the Oilers logo on the front with a different color. I love, love, love the Oilers logo, but I also like change. You know, I'm glad they did the the Tom McFarland as opposed to just writing like Edmonton on the chest or something like some bullshit like other teams do. And very first Edmonton Oilers jersey. I've been cheering for this team year in and year out. And you know what? Thank you for you guys at the Oilers Nation Network, Nation Network in general, for what you guys do. You guys provide great contact, and I love it. But here's my podcast confession, and I'm going to do it proper right here. Hit me. Podcast confession. That's the move. As an Oilers fan, legitimately as an adult Oilers fan as a person who understands the game who's grown up with the game now oh I like to think I understand the game I have never been more excited for an Oilers season than this one upcoming this is gonna be our fucking year let's go bag milk I love Frank fuck yeah dude and tell Tyler he's sexy as fuck my name's Tyler too let's go boom Tyler, two Tylers, I'm going to guess both very sexy. Uh, One thing I will say, though, Tyler, too, I'm not going to count that as a podcast confession. I'm not counting that you're the most excited you've ever been for an weather season. That's not a podcast confession. That's not embarrassing. I would wear that tape to my face. I would write a little post-it note, staple it to my face. I'm the most excited I've been in a long, long time for an weather season. You own that shit, Tyler. You own that shit. What do you call a cow that doesn't give any milk? A milk dud. You're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bagged Milk. I do love a good bumper. Please keep sending in the bumpers. I got that weird one with the fucking Chevy thing at the end. Jake, you bamboozled me on that one. Hey, Bagged Milk. Hope you're having a great day today. Um, I'm sure that uh, by the time you're hearing this recording, you've probably covered the Jake Vertanen PTO quite a bit. Um, and so... I would ask what your take is, but again, I'm sure we, we've heard it. So I'm going to also offer my two cents, though, in that Go for it. I do think it is important to note, first and foremost, that he was cleared of all his all of his charges. Yep. Um, so, you know, off the ice, I'm not wor- as worried about things. But on the ice, I just don't see a benefit to it, right? He got, like, five goals in, what was it, 35 games in the Russian League? Like, the KHL, he should be scoring a lot more than that, right? So I just I don't see a benefit to it on the ice. I I just don't think he'll actually do anything to improve the team. And off the ice is going to be a bit of a media circus, but I mean, so is Evander Kane. But the difference is Evander Kane's actually a really good player, and he's kept his nose clean so far. Um, so hopefully, Vertanen doesn't even get a contract coming out of camp. I guess we'll see what happens. But either way, it's nice to see that, you know, we got some hockey coming up here. I agree with 
pretty much everything you said. Uh, just I'm going to correct a couple of different things. Uh, Vertanen had nine goals in the KHL last year. Mediocre. Uh, better than five, though, I guess. He did have five goals in 38 games with the Canucks. So the last time he played in the NHL, he had five goals in 38 games, no assists. I just don't think the noise is worth the hassle. That's it. I'm going to leave it at that. Hello, Bag Milk. I Hello. apologize for the signal light in the background. I had something that came to me Drive safe. while I was listening to the podcast in my car, and I didn't want to forget about saying this, so here we are. Drive safe out there, everybody. You know, we can't all have uh, chauffeurs, so let's work together out there. And also, just so you know, as an update, before I get to this, the rest of this voicemail, I'm now laying on the floor. So in case you're wondering for a Bag Milk back update, that's where I'm at. Um... Oh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, oh, yeah. Music thing. So so whatever the guy, I think it was Nick, who talked about um, hating rap and pop. And I I get where he's coming from. I, I do. Um, I'm a bit like you. I, I like a little bit of everything. But, man, the new, a lot of the new rap, it's just gone awful. Like, I mean, I got some time for baby and some of Drake's stuff, mainly his older stuff, his new stuff, other than, like, champagne poetry, is crap. Um, but, like, I, I like a lot of stuff, especially, like, pop. Pop is awful. The new pop. I like hearing my music taste. I like hearing real music, if you know what I mean. Like, where people is actually sitting down and playing an instrument, not some automated computer bullshit like i'm mainly a country fan but that doesn't mean i don't like dabble into so what's happened there oh ran out of time uh yeah i i don't really remember the music conversation to be honest i'm a goldfish sometimes i do remember somebody not liking rap though I would say a lot of new rap is terrible. I don't really like the mumble rap. I never understood that. Like if you're talking to me like bag milk, check out this song by Lil Pump. I'm I'm never going to listen to it. So there's caveats there. Pop songs, if it's catchy, I'm super into a good pop song. I love a pop jam. Uh oh, you got a second part to this message. Let's see if you finish off the thought. Well, I guess it's time for my second voicemail for this round. Um you ask the preseason champ question. Well, that's pretty pretty darn simple for me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Tyler Benson. Ooh. I think he's kind of earned his time, worked worked his way up, and I think he's gonna get a huge opportunity, getting a ton of minutes in the preseason. Here, uh, before we get to the rest of this voicemail. I think that that's actually a decent bet because Tyler Benson is kind of getting lapped a little bit on the depth chart, or at least passed on the depth chart, I should say. I should say. And the guy, you know he's going to be competitive, and you know he's going to try and get himself back into a spot where he can crack the roster. So I actually like that pick of Tyler Benson. He's just going to pot goals. Um, my honorable mention would probably go to and I know a lot of people aren't going to like this but Jake Vertanen the speed and size and he'll probably get a decent opportunity so which makes me feel like he's going to earn himself a contract here but I don't really think he'll play too much over the season if he does because we really just don't have the space for it anyway yep my pick is Tyler Benson 
Tyler Benson is a good pick. I could also see Jake Vertanen being a preseason champ. I will not award him the belt, though. Hey, Big Milk. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, Jake here. Jake. I To answer your question. I got to tell you, Jake. This is, I think I might just call this the Jake episode because we are looking at two more voicemails I see from Jake right now. So let's see what's going on. I forgot I asked about the preseason champ. So I'm glad that you guys are answering the question. I'll give my th- thoughts as well. I honestly forgot. It's been a weird week. On Instagram, I think uh, the Tyratty Award is going to go to, uh, I think, Jesse. Mr. Ooh. Pool Party is going to come out and just start fucking lighting the lamp. I think he's got a bit of a... A chip on his shoulder. I think yep. he's got something that he wants to prove to not only the fans or the doubters, but kind of to the rest of the organization that he is a, a top six forward and that he's here to stay or that he has some value in the NHL. Maybe it's not with the Oilers. I'd like it to be with the Oilers, but uh, who who knows? But I think that'll be the uh, Ty Ratty Award winner. Preseason champ for me, Dylan Holloway. I think I said it earlier in the podcast. I think that was before back break number one uh still down on the floor pushing buttons from the floor hey big milk uh next question and this is for uh for you or anybody who's listening um so with the new reverse retros and the blue navies coming back looking to add to my oiler jersey collection so who do i get on the back for the reverse retro and the blue navy i have a mcdavid a Nuge, a Dreisaitl, a, a Pooley-Arvey jersey, and now I'm looking to add someone else. I don't want any of the names that have already been listed. I'd like someone new player, like a new player, debating on getting a Jack Campbell jersey. Um, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Easy. This one's easy for me. My first pick for you is Zach Hyman. He's going to be here a long time. And who doesn't love that fucking guy? He's got an engine that won't quit. He's extremely lovable. He writes children's books. He's the CEO of like a gaming company or some shit like that. Zach Hyman, that's my pick, my guy. There's number one. And if you want another one, there's two options I would go with. Jack Campbell, that would be my first one. I think, and I'm going to actually put a bag milk guarantee on it. We're going to love this guy so much. He's a fan. He's a fan favorite by Christmas, if not sooner. So my first one would go Jack Campbell. Second, if you're open, why not another guy that just signed this year, this summer? Vander Kane, he's going to be around here for a while. He chips in with all kinds of goals. He chips in with some toughness, playing alongside Connor. I feel like that's a pretty decent pick. I'd also love to hear everybody else's answers. If you're listening to this right now, I want a new jersey, asks Jake. Who should he get? But he doesn't want repeats. He doesn't want repeats. I respect that. Every jersey I have is a Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I got nothing but repeats. Jake, he wants to go different. I was just listening to Oilers Now Bag Milk, and Stoffer was talking about the potential upcoming contracts for McDavid and Dreisaitl, and it's giving me anxiety. I don't know how I feel about the concept of two players taking up 30 to 35% of our salary cap on his rough estimate on what it should be by the time their contracts are both up. Um, I don't know if it, it's a thing where we should just all be living in the now, enjoying what's going on, or do I have reason to have anxiety that the Oilers might not be able to keep both? 
Um, yeah. So that is a tough one. The I wish I could hear, have heard the segment because I would have loved to hear Stoffer's thoughts on it. To be honest, um, <clears throat> we're still three three years out from Drysaddle, four from McDavid. So it's going to be interesting to see where the cap is by then, because it's supposed to be starting to climb here soon, right? So maybe it's not going to be so bad. But then at the same point, I don't know, right? I have no idea. Right now, those two guys are making um, $21 million of, what is the cap, 82.5? So let me do a little math here. I'm going to go, I'm going to pull up the calculator. Shout out to the teachers, by the way, in high school that said, learn how to do this. You're never going to have a calculator. Okay. 82,500,000. So they're already making 25%. Those two guys are making 25.45% of the Oilers cap space right now. Could it rise from there? I could absolutely see it rising. Should it rise? I I don't know too much, but ultimately, what are you going to do? You have to consider it and you have to plan for it because your options really are three of them. Resign trade with a year left so you can get some return or let them walk for free and the last one cannot happen it's not even an option the other two though we'll see that's a big decision to make on a percentage scale what were you what would you say the odds are jake for actually makes the nhl club in edmonton this year now that he's officially on a PTO with the Oilers. I say it's 20% at best, probably less. Uh, if Ken hasn't heard the potential grievances from his star players uh, about having him in the locker room uh, just yet. But what are your thoughts? What are What is your percentile odds from 0 to 100 that Jake Furtanen makes this team? Hmm. <clears throat> Obviously, my guess is purely a guess, right? Like, I don't know. I would have expected 0% that the Oilers invite him on a PTO, but obviously that's happened. Oh, fuck, I'm shuffling again on the ground. What would I say for percentage? I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I'm going to say 25%. I think that if he plays well in training camp, there is a spot that he could potentially grab on the right side. I don't think it's a good idea. I, I, oh, fuck's sake. I just, I don't, I don't agree with it, but... Nobody asks me. My preseason champion has to be Ginger Beef. Ooh, I love it. If it was anyone else, I feel like I wouldn't be a fan of the nation at this point. Um, Has to be Ginger Beef back up. He's our newest toy, Ginger Beef. Happy 19th birthday, by the way, to Reed Schaefer. I love that pick. Who knows what Ginger Beef's going to do? He's not going to make the team this year. That's not what the Oilers are at. We're past those days, but... Damn, would I love to see him kick off the preseason with some goals. You know, hometown kid scores in the preseason in front of a hometown crowd. Who doesn't cheer for that, right? That's just good time. That is a great time. And for that, we wrap up the voicemail. Voicemail brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. I want to know about coil tools. What do they do? Teach me. Or if you got an idea for the righteous sack beating, hit me up. If you want to participate in the righteous sack beating, just put RSB in the title 
of your email, your tweet, or your voicemail, and I will play that for you. I just want to say thank you real fast for struggling with me through this episode. I know this wasn't my finest work. I apologize, to be honest. Uh, If you're the audio department or Trilogy Rentals, I apologize to you too. Thank you for paying the bills. And I will use said bill money to unshittify my back, I promise you. Whether that's buying a new chair with lumbar support or perhaps just cutting my lower body, lower half off at the nipples, I will do that. But for the audio department and Trilogy Rentals, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Please keep leaving your reviews. Please keep leaving your voicemails. Please keep leaving your feedback. It's the only way I can get better. Pretty soon, I'm hoping to go two days a week. Going to have some more segments that I want to workshop with you. Leave your podcast confessions. But if you're Tyler, that's a voicemail Tyler in this case, being excited about the Oilers, it just doesn't count. We're all excited. It's Kool-Aid season, baby. Why won't you kiss me?